0: Alright,
1: this is Jason from uh, Kings of Modesty and you are listening to Mars Attack Rock and Roll Show. So stay tuned, metalhead.
2: Hey, this is we're talking of Fruit Range, and you're listening to Mars Attack Radio because I rock out and This is Dave Starr from Wildstar, and you're listening to some serious metal on
3: Mars Attacks. This is Dave Silver, and Cy Taplin, and Sasha Crone.
1: And we're from Savage, Savage Messiah. Messiah, and you're listening to Mars Attacks.
2: This is John Casamano, aka Exciter of the Talking Metal Forums, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. This is Ron from all of You're listening
3: to Mars Attacks with my buddy Big. Oh, yeah. What's happening? This is Jeremy Goldberg from Age of Evil, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owens. You are listening to Mars Attacks. Get out
0: of my face. Hello, my name is Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Mars Attacks Radio.
2: Hey, everybody. This is Bobby Rock coming at you live from L.A., and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, this is Eric from White Wizard, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attacks.
3: What's up? This is Doc Coyle
1: from the band God forbid, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what do you say? Be careful, because Mars Attacks. This is Bobby Bliss from Overkill. You stay tuned. Hi, this is Robert Flushman, and you're listening to Mars Attacks with Victor. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Z from Life of Agony, and you're listening to Mars
3: Attacks with Victor. Rip it. Hi, this is Bruce You and you're hanging with Mars Attacks.
1: Hey, what's up? This is Mercedes for and you are listening to Mars Attacks.
3: Welcome one and all to episode number four of Mars Attacks podcast. I am your host, Victor, and what we do here is bring various interviews that I've conducted either for the Mars Attacks radio show or directly for the podcast. In this case... You will be hearing for the first time two interviews that I conducted with members of the bands Kings of Modesty and Free Rain. And the first half will pertain to Kings of Modesty. Behind us, we can hear the track Never Touch a Rainbow by Kings of Modesty. And uh, first and foremost, I do want to apologize for my voice. I just got back from the States. I'm not sure if it's allergies, cold, or what, but. Can obviously tell it's affecting my voice. Also, want to mention that uh, the last ID there was done by Mercedes Lander from Kitty. Had the privilege of meeting her and conducting an interview with Ivy and Tara from Kitty. Uh, Also, um, got to say hello to Byron from God Forbid as well. Sort of missed the boat on being able to touch base with. Uh, Doc Coyle from the band, but we'll do so in the future. Want to thank once again Bill from E1 for making all that happen. Uh, But without further ado, want to get into a little bit of Kings of Modesty just so you guys can hear what they sound like, jump into the interview, and then we'll come out with another track by the band. rainy and jason from kings of modesty how are you guys yeah we're
0: flying. yeah
1: thanks for asking how are you man
3: good good and for those of you that are just being introduced to kings of modesty they are a finnish band and um the band has actually been around since 94 uh what and this is probably directed more towards Rainey, what um, initially made you guys get together and form the band?
0: Oh, it has been so so. (laughs) As you said, it was back in 1994, and it was 5, I'm not sure either, but um, uh, it was me and Samuel, uh, our guitarist, and we, we have played... Earlier beforehand, we tried to do something really good music, and um, actually, we played a different kind of uh, bands and music and everything like that. But um, then we found our uh, bass player and keyboardist, and okay, it was all ready to go. And then we find Jason, and it was actually a band.
3: <laughs> okay. Gotcha. And yeah. and before and, finding
0: uh, Jason
3: you guys were known as faces of modesty and then switched up to the name Kings of Modesty once he came aboard, right?
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: Yeah. Okay. We thought it it would be kind of um kind of a new era when I stepped in and uh, and something older and something new. Okay. Like like uh getting musically married as uh, we can might say <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got you and how yeah. did how did you meet the rest of the uh members of the band Jason
1: uh i i have known these guys for years before uh, i got to into a band so uh it was kind of easy to me because uh, the friend chemistry was already there but okay. um guys guys asked me to to try to vocals and uh, I knew that the band was great and players were, players were professional already. So uh, I was enthusiastic to go there and it all went went fine. And we were, uh, what the heck, let's do more songs and kick some ass.
3: Right, right, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: and you guys originally had recorded an EP in two thousand and seven. With yeah. Nightwish's guitarist, um, how did you decide to work with him, and what did you guys take away from those sessions?
1: Um, it was like this that uh, we we did four songs for that EP, mm-hmm. uh, and and we went to uh, MPU Studio. It was uh, MPU Studio where we record those things. Okay. So uh, Empu didn't actually play in it but right. he was kind, kind of a wizard and producer and spirit behind it. uh definitely in the vocal sections and all those and uh when samuel um recorded his guitar parts okay and so on but uh he didn't actually play in those songs
3: right right okay And uh, as far as what did you learn from those sessions with him? Were there some things that, uh, after recording that EP, that uh, you guys wanted to do with the full-length album? Were there certain things that uh, maybe you weren't clear of before going in that Empu sort of helped you guys refocus uh, how the band was recording? Um,
1: Maybe, no, it it was actually because... um... I was a friend with Empu before before those recordings okay and it was kind- kind of obvious thing and place to go because it was nearby our uh, home city where okay. his uh, studio is so it was so easy decision to go over there because every every setup was fine, and he was already familiar with our demos okay so uh that was the main point but of course he he put his uh, few reasons in it but later on when we did um, this uh, our debut album mm-hmm. uh, uh last year we recorded almost everything new um but a few guitar parts and uh, some i don't remember anymore, <laughs> but uh uh was from that old EP, because there are four songs in the album now. Right. Same same songs from the EP. Okay. But uh, mo- most of them uh, were played uh, again, like drums okay. and all. Yeah. Uh,
3: did you change a lot of the parts? Did they stay similar to the EP? What exactly was the difference between yeah. those tracks that... Uh, were then re-recorded for Hell or High Water.
0: Yeah, actually, um, of course, tracks will change if you play it again. Uh, you have different kind of uh, energy and yeah. uh, you, you have, I don't know, you try to get some uh, motion after okay. the other songs that wasn't in EP yeah uh, that's why maybe the energy is the main point that uh, why uh these tracks are played again and sounds a little bit different yeah. but okay. um and okay, there's a few years <laughs> with between a p and uh, this album, but um yes they, these tracks are different,
3: okay, they yeah. have to be
0: different yeah emotionally
1: yes yeah okay, and of course, there was a few kicks. <laughs> in in this time gap so maybe yeah. that's the one reason too
3: okay perfect and jason you had a hand in co-producing the album as well right
1: yes yeah
3: what was that like as uh, approaching things from a production standpoint as opposed to just being the singer or songwriter within the band
0: uh i didn't um,
1: think that too much as a producer because uh, when we uh, laid down the songs with Samuel, mostly these new new ones, uh, like in demo parts, um, and we uh, the guys the other guys came to uh, down to the studio and we uh, uh, concentrating into uh, arranging and all that, and what wipes and blah 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 all, all that together as a band. And when that part was over, we uh, Trying to concentrate with Samuel, more focusing to uh sound and uh, how would I say uh, the full wipe of the song. Okay. And that that all and and it came out kind of uh, naturally. <laughs> okay. And because uh, we did it uh, as a band from start to finish by ourselves, right to the mixing point. So. Uh, it was, I, I never thought that now I produce this. It, okay. it was, just came out. You sing and you play and you want to play with the sounds and uh, effects and all. And it builds up itself and you get new ideas on the, along the way. So. Uh, okay. I don't know. It just <laughs>
3: happened. <laughs> so, it, in other words, it wasn't a difficult procedure at all. It was pretty natural how everything just flowed yeah. out, and everything came together. Yeah. Okay. You're
1: saying, yeah, you
3: know, just like that, yeah. Okay. Was there anything specific that you guys wanted to accomplish with this album uh, outside of capturing the exact intensity or emotion behind the band? Was there something that you guys wanted to... Do as uh, I don't know to make a statement with this album. Did you set out to do something in specific?
1: No, I don't think that we are trying to point out any any specific things or anything. It's just a pure pure honest modest metal. Okay, and with uh, concentrating um, a strong riffs and uh drum rhythms and all uh with uh clear pure melodic stuff you know
3: okay that
1: was the only reason and the fun of doing music
3: right and right we've been
1: we, we've been doing this um like a, a while yeah years <laughs> and years so uh, uh, m- maybe the only point we were, wanted to point was to ourselves that uh we are last capable of doing that complete debut album and uh, get it out there and uh, continue from there to doing live gigs that we uh, love the most.
3: OK. So okay, uh,
1: cool. see the people and uh, see the effect from the people's faces on the, on the concerts that you get that uh, emotion and great feedback from the people. If your music uh, effects them. Okay. So now we are um, picking up those fruits, you know.
3: Right, right, right. Absolutely.
1: This is the most pleasant part. And and we are, at the moment, when we have time, uh, we are already thinking our next album step by step slowly. So uh, there's no any press pressure for that either so everything okay. going smoothly and we're feeling fine thank you
3: <laughs> okay perfect um yeah. as, as far as from a writing standpoint jason um do you just contribute to the lyrics do you work on the music as well because you've been a bass player in another band as well yeah. so yeah. how what is your approach to writing songs
0: well, uh,
1: the, mainly uh, Samuel doing his riffs. Okay. It starts, start usually starts with that or uh, with uh, his pros, Michael's uh, keyboard, some part or something, and uh, uh, they start uh, from there, though, or uh, we start with Samuel's things, and uh, he's doing some short demo, and I got this kind of idea, and uh, then I bring my ideas in with some melody and those uh, lyrics some lines or that kind of uh, thing and it's always always <laughs> uh, with this debut album it started like that so uh,
3: okay um, wow. uh,
1: when we are uh, finishing the song there was some um, arranging stuff it's there was a. Uh, B part missing or something, and uh, I was uh, de- I had a day off from my day job. So I went down to the studio and uh, picked up the guitar and uh, tried something. Hey, this fit, fits in. So uh,
3: okay. we
1: put it there, and the guys liked it. And uh, I did few parts to uh, those songs, but uh, m- mainly uh, Samuel is uh, responsible for those riffs.
3: Okay. Gotcha and, and I also saw that uh, some of the tracks, uh, Rainey also had some rating credits yeah. on there as well. Is a similar deal where you just you just stick to the, um, the the drum pieces and you let Samuel handle all the guitar parts, or is it a case where you also contribute other things outside of your drum tracks?
0: Uh, yes, mainly the, these be, uh, songs are the older ones, and uh, I believe that these songs we made in our was it uh, it was uh, our um, first rehearsal place yeah, uh, when we yeah. did those four songs. Yeah. So. Okay. Yes, and actually, it was we made these together. Uh, we were there just playing, and okay. More kind of jamming and yes, then it, yeah it gotcha, yeah okay. sound, sound cute and okay, that was it
1: yeah so, that that was uh one hundred ten percent teamwork
0: then. yes yeah and i I believe that we never tried to do songs uh I think that they just come <laughs> so uh, uh when we did uh, the
1: the seven songs for the debut album uh, then we had uh, this uh, home studio equipment mm-hmm. rehearsal place so that uh, because of that it was a different kind of uh, approaching to a songs and uh, uh, we had uh, a lot of time in our hands with samuel and i because we were unemployed then and right
0: the okay. other guys were at
1: work so uh at the daytime, we did what we did, and uh, at the nighttime, other guys came over and said, uh, hey, let's arrange this, and uh, we took it from there as a team. But uh, because of that, it was uh, uh, approaching doing uh, those songs.
3: What type of reception has Hell or High Water received so far?
1: Oh, my. I think it's uh, it's been well because um, all those reviews, what I have seen, have been uh, most mostly very well. So uh, we are most satisfied with it.
3: Okay. You guys have toured a little throughout Europe behind the album. What has the reception been like from the crowd?
0: It was really good. Uh, Absolutely, really good. It was stunning. Uh, we didn't expect nothing like that, but, yeah. but uh, we couldn't do nothing but have a really big smile on right. <laughs> our faces. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't so modest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at that point, yeah. <laughs> yeah at that point, <laughs> yeah,
1: because uh, uh, we went out there to a European tour uh, before we even released that debut album. And that
3: okay. was
1: a kind of weird feeling because we had never first record out and then then there we were going with uh, supporting Taria and uh, uh, Michael Schenker. So it was kind of crazy feeling, but uh, it all went very well and um, people and the audience were giving us so heartwarming welcoming. So uh, we were just, in Heavenland, it was like a blast, and it it was a good feedback both ways then when it works, as you know
3: right right absolutely yeah, yeah if I mean if the crowd is going, uh, you know obviously you're giving that much more if if they're giving it back to you
1: yeah, yeah of course. It's, yeah. it's it's uh, instant feedback both ways, and it really kicked ass. Our asses and their asses. <laughs>
3: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good chemistry.
3: The one thing that I noticed right away from listening to the album, and I'm yeah. not sure if, if the person that I'm going to mention, if it's an influence of yours, Jason... But right away, the voice isn't exactly the same. Your voice isn't as raspy, but the way that maybe how the songs are attacked or how they're presented, your voice reminds me a lot of Graham Bonnet's voice, the old MSG singer and Impelitarian Rainbow singer.
1: All right. Thank you. (laughs) That's a great compliment for me.
3: Uh, it's a legendary voice and, and I heard it right away It really grasped me that way Do you feel that he's an influence on your singing?
0: Uh, yeah
1: may, may, Maybe in some way Because of uh, Rainbow is one of my uh, uh, Idols of course As a band And they have had uh, many singers Great singers right. In these years Like Julie Turner was my one one favorite, and uh, Graham was another. So uh, right. it's, it's it's there because uh, we have a uh, grew grew up with these uh, influences, including just like Rainbow and uh, Queen's Rice, Maiden. Those you know those,
3: <laughs> right? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So uh, it's uh, there's, uh, I think there has to be a effect. In the, in my singing and the guy, what guys are playing, in Samuels playing you can hear some uh, John Petru- what you, how you pronounce his last name, the Dream Theater guitarist.
3: Oh, uh, Petrucci. Uh, John Petrucci, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's the point. What I mean, when uh, we were grew up with those. Those influences, so it it must be heard from our album. I think, of course. Sure. As a modesty album, but it's always there. Right, so, right. Uh, vibes.
3: Right, absolutely. And and Rainy, who would you uh, say are some of your influences as a drummer?
0: Uh, there's so many of those, but uh, Nico McPrain is one, of course. Uh, from uh and maybe one of the greatest is uh Queen Rise's uh Rockenfeld, I believe.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's he's really great. Um but I think that everything influences me if there's rhythm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. But maybe those two guys are the okay. greatest I think.
3: Okay. And Uh, For example, with your drum kit, I'm assuming that in the studio, you're probably varying what you're actually using, what drums you are using, what cymbals you're using, as opposed to uh, what you're using on tour. Can you explain a little the difference between both, or maybe they're both exactly the same?
0: Uh, The both are exactly the same. Okay. Actually. Uh, Okay. uh, The bigger... Grand set done better, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) I believe, uh, and um, I I like to play exactly the same things in live than in studio. So I needed to play exactly the same drums. Okay.
3: What 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 does your setup consist of?
1: Ah,
0: okay. Jason just explained me. <laughs> uh, I have two two braids drums and uh, two floor toms and uh, two thumb thumbs and many cymbals. <laughs> Maybe okay. eight or nine cymbals, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. But I want more. <laughs> I can assure you. That's a fucking symbol <laughs> freak there. Yes I uh, am. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know where to put those. <laughs> I I need some longer arms or something. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> longer drums or maybe longer sticks so you could reach them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Eventually both. Yeah, eventually, <laughs> yeah. Longer sticks can be really handy, you know.
3: I read with the um, press release that was sent over to me that you guys are planning a North American tour. Uh, do you have any concrete dates yet, or is that still in the planning stages? Uh,
0: that is still on the planning, under construction, if we can yeah. say. Okay. Yeah. As a, um, <clears throat> that uh,
1: U.S. promo tour and uh, promo tour to uh, Japan and some in June or July, yeah, between that camp. But uh, okay. our management is uh, planning and arranging those, so uh, we're anxiously waiting. Those,
0: yes, yeah. <laughs> of course,
3: to find out those dates. Uh, I'm assuming that that will be up on your website once everything is finalized,
0: yes, absolutely, yeah, yeah. of course. Okay.
3: What's the uh, best website for people to go to to find out about Kings of Modesty? Is there a specific website? Is there a MySpace? How can people find out more about the band and sample your music?
1: Yeah, we, we have an official Kings of Modesty website, of course. There's everything as in our official MySpace site. So uh, those two sites are, at the moment, our uh, official official site so okay. everything what happens are are there in uh, in that same day when and anything solid comes out. Okay. So uh, stay tuned with those. <laughs>
3: what is the best place for people to get a hold of Hell or High Water?
1: Well, I think um, if we think w- worldwide maybe it's uh, purchasing them from internet. You know okay. those Amazon, iTunes, Play, uh, C C D okay, and, and all all those, uh, um, and we we have those clicks in our official website. So uh, okay. just go there and click your heart away. All right, this is Jason from uh, Kings of Modesty, and you are listening to Mars Chat rock and roll show, so stay tuned, Metalhead.
3: Have a little kings of modesty with the track miracle and uh, i want to thank the members of kings of modesty uh, both rainy and jason for coming aboard and doing the interview also want to thank chip from chipster pr and gary uh, kings of modesty's manager for arranging everything with this interview Uh, Hopefully these guys will be able to get over to the stage shortly, and you guys will be able to see them in concert. They do have videos up on YouTube um, with some performances. Check them out. Also check out the MySpace and everything else if you're interested in the band. And I hope you like the interview. And uh, up next we're going to have another interview, as I mentioned before. This one will be with Corey Proctor from Free Rain and the Dallas Cowboys uh, after that interview. Well, actually, I should say, before jumping into that, we're going to hit up the title track from their EP Tragedy, and then we'll exit the podcast with another track by Free Rain. Uh, beforehand, I also want to thank Jen from Chipster for arranging everything. I uh, want to remind you guys that I have Mars Attacks Radio on Mark Striegel Radio, Thursdays 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. For those of you in Europe, that is uh, 2 a.m. Central European time, but check out marsattacksradio.com for more information regarding the radio show. Uh, you also have links to the Twitter site. You have links to the Facebook, MySpace so on and so forth. Uh, also want to remind you of the other podcast that I do, podcast and radio show, which is done in Spanish, and that's the uh, what I like to refer to the Fusion Sonica Universe uh, over there. You have links for that on MarsAttacksRadio.com as well. Uh, send me your comments. You can send them to Victor at MarsAttacksRadio.com or leave your comments right there on the website. Also, within the website, you'll find reviews, you'll find various pictures that I've taken, uh, specifically from the live show that I did with Mark and John from Talking Metal, Joey Z from Life of Agony, Uh, also some shots that I took at the Kitty and God Forbid Gwen Stacy show as well. There's reviews for that up on the website as well, and I do apologize once again for my voice. But uh, in any event here you have a little free reign with tragedy and we will end the episode with another free reign track as i mentioned before the name of that track is rise up and uh that's pretty much it thanks for listening to the podcast and uh we'll have more podcasts coming up in the next few weeks in any event thanks again for listening The Dallas Cowboys. We're going to discuss a little bit uh, about the new EP tragedy that uh, Free Rain just put out and uh, just touch on a, a bunch of different topics. And as I just mentioned, the Corey All Fair to let the world know about Free Rain. So, um, Corey, how are things going today?
2: Hey, going, going good. It's bright uh, and early here in Dallas and enjoying the weather.
3: <laughs> cool. Well, First off, how many uh, how many Super Bowl shuffle comments have you heard so far? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we've heard a plenty. Of, we've heard plenty <laughs> comments about the Super Bowl shuffle. It, it's <laughs> but uh, you know never gets old.
3: <laughs> I guess it's uh, just uh, the nature of the beast, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not bad. It's it's happens. You know, it comes along with the sports. That's for sure.
3: Right. Uh how did you guys all decide to get together and form a band?
1: Uh well, it
2: started with Mark and I um our our lead guy Colombo and uh you know we did, we found out each other a few shoot probably 3 or 4 years 4 years ago probably um found out each other played instruments when we both first got down here or down to Dallas and and we started jamming together and just kind of having fun with it. And later on, Leonard joined the group with the bass, and it was real garage band like. But we still had fun with it, and we did a number of charity gigs for guys on the team, and and uh, you know had a lot of fun. And then finally, Justin Chapman, our lead guitarist, who has been friends with Leonard since you know they were little kids, uh, joined the group, and and. Uh, you know he's awesome on the guitar and has a whole bunch of great song ideas and and brought them to the group and all of a sudden making good music you know and we've progressed very well along the way so it's it's been it's been pretty cool so far,
3: okay cool and did you guys? Well, you said you'd initially done this as a few, uh, like, for, for a few different charity events. Uh, did you guys ever initially contemplate shopping for a deal or anything like that, or is that just something that came afterwards when you guys realized that, you know, there might be something to the band?
0: That that came
2: afterwards. You know, we, you know, we always joke about that stuff. And we always, we wanted, Mark and I talked about, you know, making a CD and, that would be cool, but, uh, um, you know, the idea of shopping the band never really came to till after we did our first show as a foursome, and at Granada Theater here in Dallas, and there was, Playlist was packed, and, it, you know, it was, it was you know, it rocked, it was cool, had a lot of fun with it, and, um, all of a sudden, we, you know, garnered a whole bunch of attention from it, and, it was kind of our manager's idea when we started when we started doing um uh, just a couple more shows that all, last off season and and started putting some demos together and and uh making something of it
3: okay uh how's the writing process within the band? Is there someone that writes pretty much everything? Do you guys all collaborate together? What's that like?
2: uh we collaborate together, I guess, but uh you know. Justin, you know, you know, it all starts out with a guitar riff. <laughs> but uh, Mark's got lyrics kinda hidden in the safe and he's he writes lyrics for the most part. And uh Justin brings the riffs and we all kinda collaborate and throw you know, throw our stuff down and um you know <laughs> Justin always has a tendency to go crazy with the song, so we gotta <laughs> usually pull them back and, and cut them in half because they're always about 10 minutes long.
3: <laughs> right.
2: But, uh, but,
3: and I'm but, assuming uh, nine minutes of that are probably guitar solo, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we had one song, like a quarter of the song was a guitar solo. It was like, come on. <laughs> but, uh, but no, we, you know, I guess those two for the most part, but we all have a piece in it and, and, uh, definitely voice our opinion. But, um, it's uh, definitely a team effort, or band effort.
3: Okay, cool. Um, how was the recording process like for you? I'm assuming this is the first time you were in a studio to record anything, or I guess if you recorded some demos previously, uh, you were sort of familiar with the studio, but how did the recording of Tragedy, how, what what was that experience like for you?
2: Uh, it was really cool. You know, our... our uh... Obviously, our uh, studio experience is going to be a little different compared to most bands. We can't commit you know a whole month's time or however long you're put whatever you're putting together. we can't commit all that to uh, just
0: a record
2: or a CD. So we kind of have to go in at separate times and piece it together and then and uh, it's it kind of' it's a, it's really a process just because of our football. But uh, you know, it was a lot of fun because we went, we did the demo thing, and that was cool. And we had a good guy helping us out, but he was more of an engineer and, and just kind of let us record. And then we got with uh, Alex Gerst um, out of Indian Trails uh, Recording Studio here up in, in uh towards Denton here in Dallas, and uh, man, he you know he really produced the thing. He he became our producer and, and really. Spiced them up a little bit, and you know, was able to tell us, "No, this sucks." You know, that's cool. This this doesn't work there, and and you know, helped us clean up our songs to a degree and come in and, and make them make them sound worthy.
3: <laughs> right.
2: Okay. So he he was you know we give, you know we wrote the song we give a lot of credit to Alex too for he he definitely pointed us in the right direction.
3: Okay. Cool. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, you guys are jamming in the garage and everything sounds cool, but once you get, you know, someone from outside of the band to listen to it, it's always helpful to, you know, uh, help give an opinion or help steer you guys in a certain direction.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: So, growing up, uh, I what was more important to you uh being a rock star or being a football player i would imagine that you were maybe torn between the two and then decided to go in the football direction or or what was that like were, were you determined to be a football player from when you were a kid already
2: no i was never determined to be anything really i you know i I've always been kind of a go with the flow. <laughs> Not always great, but, um, you know, if if I get to the point where I want something, I, you know, I go after it. But, um, you know, I, um, music's always been a huge part of my life. And, uh, you know, I was at the point, you know, I had a drum set, I guess, starting in middle school and, and played, you know. But, you know, I was kind of one of the typical... Kids, your kids that wanted to play it but didn't want to practice, right? So,
3: gotcha.
2: So <laughs> I started off there, and you know, just playing some beats here and there. And and really, when uh, when Mark and I got together jamming, is really when I started setting my own musicianship up, I guess you could say, and, okay. and trying to have a piece in it. Not and I, and, okay. I, and along with the band, we're we're making just big strides and. And learning a whole lot along the way. There's still still a whole lot we have to learn. But, um,
3: sure,
2: you know, we're coming along pretty good. But, but uh, you know, I guess, really, I, I just kind of, football, I wasn't expecting to go to college for and until, and you know, colleges came and started talking to me. Well, then also I got, got some interest in it and then went on to college and that was cool and I always worked hard and everything. But uh, I wasn't expecting the NFL to come around until teams started Looking at me, right, (laughs) and um, you know that's that's when you know that's when I worked for that and was able to get where I'm at, where I'm at now, and and uh, you know, lucky that music was able to come in at a later time and stay with me.
3: Okay, and so in other words, growing up, who who did you see as the guy you wanted to be in football, and who did you see? The drummer that you wanted to be like, if that were ever to come about, was there anyone set, you know, both on the football side and on the music side that you wanted to be that person, or that really doesn't uh, apply to you?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> it's, it's bad. I, I, um, I like playing. Growing up, I like playing a lot of sports, but you know, I don't like watching, it it doesn't interest me to watch a whole lot even now. Like, I'll watch uh, uh, football games just because, you know, I know guys on their teams and see how other teams are doing, you know, if if we're not playing. But, uh, you know, but I don't watch a whole lot of of sports. And so, so I didn't really have anybody I I tried to emulate growing up. But, um, I don't think I saw guys who I thought were big and cool and you know, so I tried to lift weights and be big and cool, <laughs> but and it's, it, really it's the same thing with drumming. Anybody who was good, I looked up, anybody who could play, I, you know, I thought was cool. So, okay, it, you know, I, and, it, and it's kind of the same thing, you know, I had bands that I liked, but I didn't know any names. Um, you know, until so I really started getting into music, you know, and the other, you know, drummers start coming in, the, the Taylor Hawkins, the Vinnie Pauls, the, you know, Joey Jordanson the, you know, Dave Lombardo, those, those guys, and, I mean, it's hard enough. You know, there's a bunch of names out there, but that you know, really, if anybody can play, I'm a fan of. Gotcha.
3: Gotcha. <laughs> Okay. Um, I notice with Tragedy, though, there are definite influences there. I mean, there's, you know, a bit of Phil Anselmo going on in Mark's voice. There's a bit of uh, maybe some of the choruses are reminiscent of early Creed to an extent. And there are some things that uh-huh. could sound even like P.O.D. to an extent. Um, uh-huh. Do you feel that that applies or are these bands that you don't like? I mean, what what are your thoughts on that?
2: No, we definitely think so. We, uh, you know, the five songs on the EP definitely have a, you know, they're all over the place. They're right. not all one specific song uh, or type of genre, I guess. But, uh, you know, we like to stay in the rock metal category. Um, you know, Tragedy. Tragedy, we thought, would be one that fared more on the main, you know, mainstream, the um, Radio stations, if if you picks up, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, we we definitely try to mask. grandma these are top tier bands, but we try to mask or uh, emulate. You know, bands like Killswitch Engage, and you know, if we get to the get to those points, you know, guys like you know Megadeth and and uh, Red and Bullet for My Valentine, those are those are awesome bands. We we try to take a little bit from everyone and. and <clears throat> um, put our own little spice on it and hopefully it picks.
3: <laughs> okay, cool. Um, can you discuss a little bit about uh, the kit that you use? Um, I'm assuming that you use one thing for the studio and something different when you're doing these shows. Uh, what is your preferential setup?
0: Yeah, I uh, you
2: well know, Alex in the studio
0: first, so,
2: you know, he had a um, Gretsch kit. He has he has a number of them. Yeah, a the guy has like freaking forty snare drums. It's ridiculous. But the, <laughs> but uh, I actually in in the studio I actually used his. Uh, he had a Vinnie Paul signature snare when he was with Pearl. The Pearl right. one. Right, right, that right. One, that one, I really liked that one. That one was sweet. But um, my my setup for shows. Actually, I have a uh, uh, reference kit from Pearl.
3: Okay.
2: Which is really cool the snare is like this thirty ply has like twenty yeah, I can't remember the woods, but like twenty seven plies of birch and and they're like twenty four of birch and four of maple or something, you know. But uh
0: right. like on the reference
2: kit which is really cool, they use different woods and different toms to to get different get quality sounds and get different kind of sounds to each tom and and um uh, but I ca- I kinda have a big setup. I got two Two 24-inch kicks. Uh, I got two high toms, two floors, and what, 13, 14, 16, and 18. And then um, I got—I uh, just got some new cymbals. I got a bunch of the new uh, Paragon cymbals from Sabian, which are really cool. I like them a lot. With uh, with some accelerated hats. but I, you know, my, my setup—you know—it's got to fit me. I'm a little bigger than the average drummer, so. Right. <laughs> I, I went a little bigger on the kit, and, um, you know, it's pretty sweet. I, I like it a lot. Well,
3: that's cool. That, that's funny, because I interviewed uh, Mercedes from the band Kitty uh, probably about a month oh, ago. Really? and uh And she was uh, saying the opposite. She goes, yeah, you know, I have to make sure that I have a small kit because I can't reach, <laughs> you know, all the toms if not. So it's kind of <laughs> funny. You guys at opposite ends.
2: Yeah, that's been pretty nice. Yeah, no, totally opposite right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What did she have? Is she have, like, an 18-inch kit?
3: Or? Uh, she was telling me that she uses Yamaha because they actually have jazz kits, and the jazz kits are sized better proportionately for her, that she had tried out for uh, using, like, Pearl when she started out, and that she felt uh-huh. that the Toms were just too far away that, the way that they were set up she didn't get into the dimensions or anything but she'd said that it was a uh the largest i guess jazz kit that they make and or one of the larger jazz kits that they make and that she's been using that like since their first album came out 10 years ago
2: Mm. okay cool yeah that's that's
3: awesome yeah absolutely yeah and and i'm a drummer from way back as well. So I always like to ask drummers what they're playing. So,
2: <laughs> All right. I was going to say, I haven't been asked that too much, so that's, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you know, I try to throw in things that are a little different. So, you know, it's not the the same old, same old. I know some of the questions that I'm asking you probably already been asked a million times. So, you know. Oh,
2: no, no, that was good. Actually, I, I left out that probably the coolest thing about my – Setup is uh, I had it custom painted by uh, Nub from OCC.
3: Okay. Uh, I don't
2: know if you're familiar with him, Nub Graphics from Morris County, Jobbers.
3: Right, right, right. Yeah.
2: Uh, he, uh, he 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 cut. Uh, you know, I was able to send a the reference kit over from Pearl, ordered it from Pearl. They sent it over to Nub, and and he painted it up, real dark, kind of blood red and black colors with some. Skulls and skulls on there, and it's real, real badass
3: <laughs> looking. Cool. So that's
2: that's that's kind of my baby because uh, I put some money into that one.
3: Right. Yeah. And and I mean, obviously from the show you can tell he does great work. So I could just imagine uh, what the kit looks like. Do you have pictures of that yeah. on the web uh, that anyone can check out?
2: Yeah, I think it's I think it's on. Uh, we have some on MySpace. Okay. uh I'm right in front of my computer so I can check it out. <laughs> uh, I think there's some in the in the in our pictures, I'm pretty sure.
3: Okay.
2: But uh, sorry, I'm, I'm like looking for you right now.
3: Uh no no problem. I, I mean know. I can I can check that out later and then let the listeners know. whatever works best, you know. No big deal.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a couple, there's yeah, there's a couple you can get an idea. There's a, okay. there's a good one, of, uh, me about the blues from last year, right? And, um, you, you see my Tom's really good. He's got a cool, really cool design. on. me check that out.
3: Okay, cool. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll, uh, direct people to that so they see it. Um, let's see uh i'd seen not too long ago that you guys were at the golden gods press conference what was that whole experience like rubbing elbows with so many people within you know uh metals hierarchy (laughs) if you will or metal royalty you know what was that like
2: that was sweet (laughs) (laughs) that was sweet man i tell you what we um you know, I we had met Vinny Paul before, you know, but Vinnie was there. You know, so he's always badass. You know, Dave Mustaine, freaking—I mean, that guy's awesome, right? All of a sudden, he shows up. Um, yeah, Lemmy. I mean, it was—it was a number of guys there. That was, man, it was—it was sweet. <laughs> I mean, come on. We, all of a sudden, these all these guys are walking in. And we're, we're like, holy shit, these guys. You know these guys are the real deal, right? So, you know, we were. It was. It was just. It was pretty sweet. We were. We were starstruck for sure.
3: Cool. And what did? <laughs> what did it feel like to be nominated for a Golden God?
0: Hey, it's
2: you know hell to even be in the same area as those guys is is awesome. So, <laughs> so you know, most middle athletes, Hey, man. If we get that, that's the, that's the, uh, it should be awesome. Everybody should vote for us for sure. <laughs> we want to win that one. We want to get up on stage with those guys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where uh, people can go to vote for that?
2: Yeah. At, at the Golden Gods has, uh, you can go to their website, uh, Revolve Revolver Golden Gods Awards. And, um, I think you can just dig it. I don't know the exact, because it's yeah. a long
3: Yeah, that's cool. Thing, I'll, I'll, but, uh, I'll f- I'll find the link and post it up on the site uh, when the interview yeah. airs. Yeah. Um, okay.
2: Yeah, it, it's yeah. Go out and vote for us. You, you, know, you vote for like a bunch of other, like best bands, best live bands, best album. You know, drummer, guitarist, all that stuff. So. Right. So we're we're right there with most metal athletes. So that's pretty cool. <laughs>
3: yeah, de- definitely. So. uh. I've seen on YouTube, I've seen uh, Tony Romo singing with Steel Panther. Why wasn't he a choice for uh, for free reign? <laughs> yeah,
2: we keep, we keep that, you know. That's all right. <laughs> we keep it to us, you know. It's, it's like the heavy screaming, you know, Tony... He likes the journey, and we like all that stuff too. But uh, unless he wants to scream, I don't. I don't know if he has the voice for, for music. Too much.
3: Well, I think uh, Mark definitely has. Um, definitely has him beat in uh, in that category. I, I honestly don't <laughs> think that. Uh, I think you're being kind with saying with his uh, screaming. So.
2: Uh. Yeah, yeah. Mark Mark can scream really well. He's been he's been taking voice lessons too so uh, he's just been getting better so that's been what's been cool is you know we're all taking our strides you know right. in the band and uh Mark Mark's definitely a ton along with the rest of us Mark's definitely a ton better and you know screaming is his forte that's for sure <laughs> right he, he can uh that's what he that's what he does excellent and uh that, that's what gets us going too
3: cool okay um has there ever been a discussion of a plan B of what if, you know, one of you guys gets traded or what if one of you guys get cut or that hasn't even come into play at all?
2: Yeah, you know, there's been there's been that option, you know, I was um over the last few weeks, you know, didn't know what the cowboys were gonna do with me, give me another tender or whatnot. And you know, the the sad thing is we have some shows scheduled, so you know, if it came down to us, cats doing shows, it sucks. But you know, that's what we got to do. That's football's our number one thing. So, right. Um. That's you know, that's just what it is. <laughs> right. You know, music's not paying the bills. Football's paying the bills, and that's you know right. that's um. Um. So that's that's what's got to come first. But the, you know, if if that happened, you know, we try to do studio thing still and try to make a full length and, uh, you know, if, whichever one of us ever left, you know, that person would have to fly in because we still want to work with uh, Alex Gersh, you know, a producer and, and, um, and, uh, you know, make it work.
3: Okay. And so there is talk of doing a full length album then?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. We got some other material and it's, we got some, you know, what we think is even better than what our EP has on it, so we're pretty excited for it.
3: Cool. And do you have any ETA on that? Yeah, that one,
2: <laughs> Not really. We don't. You know. Yeah, you know, we could say we'd like to have it done by this uh, by the end of this off season, but I don't. I don't know if that'll happen or not. Just okay. given time constraints and you know a whole. It was you know it was tough for us to um, we did. The three songs, there was out of those five songs, three of those Alex produced. That was "In Your Head," um, "Tragedy," and "Rise Up." And we uh, we didn't have time to produce the other "Last Goodbye" and, and All In Vain." So um, he, you know, he remastered those ones, you know, to give them better sounds and and uh, to have better, you know, sonically sound a whole lot better. And um, but uh, we wanted to redo those songs even and uh, do do our others, but uh, you know, given given time constraints to football, you know we'll see. But uh, our goal is to be done with it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what
3: what's the difference between the rush you receive from being on the field to being on the stage?
2: Uh You know, you still have some of the same nerves. Uh, It's just, I tell you, it's, they're very similar. And the thing, and the reason being is, you know, on the offensive line, you've got to be able to lock in together. And you know when you're clicking and you're feeling good. And the same thing in a band, right? Right. When When you're all locked in, you feel when everybody's locked in. And the thing, and when you're not, there's a little bit of that uneasiness, you know, you're not very comfortable. You're not rocking your hardest, you know, you're not doing, I don't know. It's not the best. And then you can feel all of a sudden when it comes together and everybody just looks at each other like, yeah, that was it. (laughs) You know? Right. I mean, there's, there's definitely that time where, you know, when you lock in and everybody's on time beat and it's, that's when, you know, same thing in football. That's when the music soars.
3: Gotcha. Okay. Have you guys played anywhere outside of Texas as a band?
2: Yeah, well, we played, uh, we were, uh, we played Vegas here a couple of weeks ago with Steel Panther.
3: So oh, okay.
2: That was, that was pretty cool. for had House of Blues in, uh, at the Mandalay Bay there, and, and right. uh, that was a lot of fun. And, and uh. It was pretty sweet. Vinny, Paula, and Keratop came out to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, that, was, that was pretty sweet. I was a little nervous for that. You know, I got a freaking legend up in the balcony watching me, what I'm, do- watching what I'm doing. Right. And then, uh, then uh, Top who's freaking hilarious. I don't know if you've ever been to one of his shows, man. But if you haven't, you need to go because
3: I, I it's have. Funny, to- so. Yeah, I haven't been to one of his shows, but I've seen a bunch of his, you know, uh, specials on HBO and stuff. So, you know, I do remember that he is pretty funny.
2: No, no, yeah. Well, we went and saw him at the Luxor and freaking, yeah, dang. You know, he's got a million props, but the uh, the guy is hilarious. Right. Yeah, we were dying. We were dying laughing at him.
3: So uh, you guys played in Vegas, though, but that was pretty much uh, sort of – how would I put this? That's sort of neutral territory. You know, you guys haven't gone to, you know, I don't know, uh, California or even, you know, up to New York or anything to play where, you know, being a cowboy may actually – have something to do with how the crowd reacts to, to you guys playing, where you, you may have more non-believers than you would in a place like Vegas, for example?
2: Um, yeah, I guess. You know, with, um, we want to play a show in, in Hollywood, or, you know, in New York, too. I mean, we would want to do those things, but, you know, it's got to come in stride for us just because, yeah. to- you know, just because we have to balance everything out, and that's what it is. But, um, you know, I mean, it's,
3: it's just so. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah.
3: So what are your expectations for 2010? You guys are hopefully working on this album, if everything fits in. If not, I mean, obviously, football is the bread and butter for you guys, so you guys are just going to take it a little bit at a time?
2: Yeah, yeah, we're just a little bit out of time. What we can do, you know, we're trying to schedule things um, to our advantage. Right? Great. You don't want to be pressed for time or struggling with anything, and and then at the end have no time to do it. I mean, we're we're taking it stride. So it's you know it's, uh, also with these shows, we're trying to give ourselves time to practice. You know, along with football, you know, we're we're working out and doing. Doing the stuff we need to do, but you know, guys have families too. So,
3: right,
2: you know, these, you know, we could have made a whole lot of time during the season that uh, you know we sacrifice our really our families uh, to do football, and right. uh, and that's you know puts a lot of pressure on the wives and girlfriends, you know, if you will, and and uh, of the guys, and and uh, so. You gotta we got to share time with them, too. You can't take it all away.
3: <laughs> right, right, right. I got you. Okay. Uh, what's the best website for people to go to to find out about the band? Is it the MySpace site, or do you have another website?
0: Uh, right now, you know, we got a couple of going. It's, my, it's the
2: myspace.com slash free range. Uh, we also have heavierthanmetal.com. That's uh, right now, that's in construction, but you can still use it. That's right now, it's directed back to the MySpace. And then uh, coming up soon, we have Friends of Free Rain, which, you know, is kind of an interactive website with uh, fans, you know, and you can, can go in there and Twitter and do all that Twitter twatter and do all that cool stuff that they like <laughs> to
3: do. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. And the best place for people to pick up Tragedy, can they buy it off the MySpace, can they go to iTunes, what would you prefer that they do? Uh, You
2: you can go to the MySpace, you know, it's available, it's out in Target and and, uh, Walmart and Best Buys and stuff, but, uh, you know, they're, they're select ones. so the... Everyone's best option is really to go to iTunes. You know, we can go to our MySpace and get directed to uh, Amazon.com if you want to order the physical CD. Okay. You know, just order it online and make sure, instead of, you know, having to go to these stores and look for it and not finding it, you know, you can order it online. Or, gotcha. You know, but uh, everything's going digital these days, so there's iTunes. Hey, this is Corey Proctor from Free Range, and you're listening to Mars Attack Radio to so come rock out and jam.